0: okay what's going on guys and welcome to a brand new episode of energized Ross,
1: introduce the guests we have the bad boys from Monaghan. we have the mckenna brothers we have aaron and stevie guys how are you doing
2: all right keeping good how are you yeah doing can't
1: great. complain, can't complain. Buzz, i have to i have to make this mention because we've got to do it the start of last podcast we actually made over 600 euro from november we got like another 100 euro after it was over so like people obviously like holding out for that Christmas pay packet, and then they were like, "You know what? We'll Give some money to the lads." Yeah, so, uh, I'm
0: sure. I'm sure the lads, when they win this weekend, they'll uh, they'll send on a, they'll send on that winning paycheck. They're not going paycheck.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, so but lads, uh, yeah, Rossborough. Well,
0: I was going to say, tell us the story. What's the plan for the
1: weekend? Then, where are we going? Who are we fighting?
2: Yeah, we're fighting over in what's it's in a uh, Redditch. Uh, both both us fighting on the same card. It's on on Friday night, so we're heading over in the. Uh, Tuesday morning and then we get into the hotel we go into a bubble and it's, uh, we're staying there but we have no confirmed opponents yet we're still waiting on confirmed opponents so uh, we'll know within the next day or so you're still you're still you're still, about,
0: you're still waiting for it
2: yeah 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 nothing's been confirmed yet and how hard is that now to
0: train knowing that like you might not actually have a, an opponent
2: yeah, you just keep training away like normal. You know, you have to be ready for anyone we're, we're used to. You know, opponents pulling out at the last minute and that, so you have to be ready for anything. All styles we're ready for, we're just working everything in the gym, and then once we get our, our opponent named, it's just, you know, it's go time. And
1: Stevie, is that a Manny Pacquiao hoodie you're wearing?
2: It, oh, no, it's a wild card. It's Miguel Cotto. Oh, Miguel Cotto.
1: Okay, I wasn't too sure if that was the Panama...
2: Pressed or
1: Puerto Rican.
2: Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, yeah, Puerto
1: Rico. Oh that's class. and guys, we'd be amiss not to discuss what's hot in boxing right now. Tell us what were your thoughts on Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Junior?
3: Yeah, it was it was a good fight for the age Like I, I didn't expect Mike Tyson to be that good for the age he is and I thought he was better than what I thought he was gonna be. So yeah, it was it attracted a lot of fans too, so that's good that uh, all them pay per view plays that Mike Tyson's still bring in.
0: It's absolutely crazy, isn't it? Like people just absolutely adore him. Even his podcast has blown up, like all his merch. I actually bought one of his T shirts as well. Just to like just everyone's in all of them.
3: Yeah, there will never be another Mike Tyson again, like
1: Yeah. And that and that's sort of the thing I was gonna get to, you know what I mean? Would you guys be interested in getting one of those Mike Tyson cards? You know what I mean, because it's such a spectacle and it brings so many more eyes to the sport.
2: Oh, definitely. Who, who wouldn't want to fight in a Mike, Mike Tyson card? Like, a, it's everyone's streamed, You know, even to be on the same card as Mike Tyson. But it was it was good to see him back in the ring. Uh, he was very good. You know, for someone that's been out of the ring fifteen years, it was it was in some shape. So he wasn't. He, you know he has that killer intent, but it it was a good. To see him and Roy Jones still share the ring again. Oh, well, for the first time. Would
0: you, would you like to see them again? Because there's talk now of like, like uh, Mike Tyson potentially fighting Evander Holyfield. Uh talk of Roy Jones Jr. now boxing Anderson Silva. Like the, the, the combat sports world is just completely blown up, especially with Jay Paul now. I suppose he bringing in like half of those uh, pay-per-view boys. Like, would you like to see them back in the ring again?
3: Yeah, Mike Tyson. I'd like to see Mike Tyson, like just exhibition type ones. Yeah. You no, know, not professionally, but I'd still like to see him fight away in exhibitions because it's always going to be exciting seeing Mike Tyson in the ring. Yeah. I, I think do, it's, I, I think it's the
0: Mike Tyson thing, Ross,
1: isn't it? It's just
3: like,
2: oh, definitely. You just yeah, want to see him, like, <laughs> see him. Yeah, but like, it's even the name is like, it's Mike Tyson. Like, he's alone. A lot of people name. tuning in just to see him, like, you know, no matter who you are or, you know, everyone's really a big fan of Mike Tyson.
1: And regardless yeah. of his record or how he finished his career, like he'll always be known as the scariest fighter to ever step foot in the boxing ring. Lads, who, yeah. lads, I'm gonna ask all three of you. Uh, we'll start off with you, Stevie, and then then you are, and then you, Baz. Who would you like to see Mike Tyson fight next, and why? Um,
2: I don't know. It's 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 hard to call. Like who who would like to see? Maybe Holyfield again. See what Holyfield's like. You know, it'd be interesting to see, but. You never know who he will fight, and any of them heavyweights will be looking to make a return, you know, to get their name out there again, and you'll know, be fighting again. So it's any fight to see Mike Tyson, and it's going to be exciting.
0: What are you, Aaron?
3: I think yeah, Holyfield or Cannon. Briggs. Oh, you can't
0: be you can't be copying you can't be copying Stevie, like. Really. <laughs> uh,
3: I said Cannon Briggs though as well, but uh, I think the build-up for that fight would be on Yeah, believe.
1: let's go, champ. Yeah, <laughs>
3: that's it.
0: I think that's actually a better show, Shannon De Cannon. Yeah. yeah. That, after giving
1: Aaron a bit of stick saying you can't pick the same one, you can't then back on and pick <laughs>
0: Shannon the Cannon Blue. Oh I like it. I'd like to see him fight Francis Nganu from uh who fights in the UFC. That would be uh Oh yeah, that'd be good. that would be good. He's trying to yeah. talk it over now. And it's it's funny as well because like Dana White's starting his own boxing promotion as well. Uh, like I'm not too sure yeah. how far they're in there. That there there's the Potential matchups are unbelievable. Just not even just my Tyson, but like even the younger fighters as well. Like even for you lads, you're over there, you're gonna be over there again now uh, and like you could easily get called up onto one of them cards. Especially being like oh, a, a especially being like a duo, you know.
2: Yeah, it'd be deadly to be in the same card as any um legends.
0: Yeah, because um we had we had uh, Dean Barry on our show last week, he just signed with the UFC and like they they love the Irish thing, they just love it. So like you lads are Irish. It's almost like the golden ticket in a way.
1: Yeah. Um, I can't believe no one asked me who I want to see Mike Tyson. Oh, sorry, Ross. <laughs> who,
3: who would you <laughs>
0: like to
1: see, man? Who would you like uh, to see? You know what I'd love? I'd love to see Mike Tyson versus Lennox Lewis, the rematch. I think that oh, was that's a good, good one. Yeah. Good one. yeah. Good what, lads, tell us. Jake Paul, you probably you probably saw the fight. Do you think his boxing skills are legit? Because he slowly but surely convinced me. Now, I'm not saying he's up at like your guys' level, but for a YouTuber who's taken boxing on for the last two or three years, oh, I think he's got and good in that short amount of time.
2: Yeah, well, for someone that's only been boxing two or three years, he's 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 good. Like he's, he's a decent fighter. He's a bit of power in his punches, so he definitely is like good for someone that's only really an office in the game. But you know, it's a, it's it'd be dangerous for him if he were to fight real professional fighters. You know, it'd be a, a step too far. I think he's all right fighting other YouTubers and that, but. If he steps up and fights real, real fighters, I think he'll get hurt. But it, you just can't, like, turn pro over two, three years and then, you know, fight these guys. These guys have been training their whole lives. So, uh, but he, he does look good. He's, you know, for someone that's two years in the game. What about you, Aaron? What do you think?
3: Yeah, the same. He's a, he learned a lot quick in them two or three years that he's been training, but I don't think he's at the standard where he could fight professional boxers, you know even any type of professional boxer. I think he should just stick to fighting other like, people like himself who's only been training in a year or two. What do you think of him versus maybe Dylan Danis? I don't know if you know who Dylan
1: Danis is, but he's a jiu-jitsu uh, practitioner and he fights MMA in Bellator. His stand-up isn't like amazing by any stretch of the imagination. So do you think he could mix it in there with an MMA fighter who isn't much of a striker?
2: Yeah, I think that would be maybe a well matched because Dylan Danis isn't really a boxer, he's a, a martial arts. so, well, haven't seen much of him boxing-wise, but I think it'd be you know, a well-even match on paper, you know, uh, with what uh, Paul has done. It
0: would just be, it would just be, like, such an interesting spectacle. Like, everyone is obviously on their own journey. There's no... There's no real, like, right way or wrong way. Like, as myself and Russell have learned doing the show, there's, mm. you, you learn every day, you learn every week, make things better, just improve, improve, improve. Like, J-Paul obviously has, like, 20 million subscribers on YouTube, so he brought a massive audience to the game. You lads, like, moved over to L.A., you know what I mean? Like, Dylan Moore, and I was training with Conor McGregor. Like, it's just, like, everyone goes on their own journey. So, like, it's, it's – for boxing itself, I think it's great to get extra eyes on it, you know what I mean? Uh, like, for instance, say if you were on that card – both the Perry is you both got knockout wins. You'd have more eyes and you have more fans, more followers, more money. You know.
2: Yeah, Actually, it's always good to bring extra fans to sport. You know, it's it's going to bring even more even young children and all into it and mm. make them want to start boxing. He brings a huge fan base for a lot of young and teenagers into it, so it's it's good for boxing as well.
0: Yeah, but even the way your lads are styled, the way you you go straight on the front foot and you, you almost like you're so close to, to to your opponents, it's like such a like deadly way to fight. You know, I mean, some people aren't as impressive. Like for instance, like Badu Jack had a had a massive opportunity there last week to go out get a knockout, and everyone would be following him, but he went to decision. You know, like uh, like the way you lads fight is it's uh, it's very very special. Yeah, yeah as, as it, we call it.
3: You
1: know? It's it's a bit of an assault, Baz, isn't it? It's it a is a lot uh, fight. It's, uh,
0: soft. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it is a soft. We've been co- like commenting on all your posts, just being like, the way you get in, you just drown the opponent straight away. You know what, like if, if anyone's watching this now and they're lined up to fight, they're probably like, i <clears> thinking <throat> of COVID, lads. Like,
2: <laughs> yeah. We always go for the knockout. If the knockout's there, we'll, we'll go for it. You're, we're not really interested in going the distance because you never know what will happen in there. You can get a cut or anything. can happen. So if you get the opportunity to take them out of there, do it. Get yeah. them out of there.
1: So, guys, what do you think is the trajectory for you now? Like, um, is the next step step, like a European title? Is it, you know, an American title? Is it a world title? Where do you
3: see your next two or three fights going? Well, after this fight, early next year, I want to stay as busy and active as possible and try and get as many fights as I can over in England or here or wherever it is, I'll take them uh, before we can go back to America. And then by the time we get back to America, I want to be fighting the likes of the world champion with Golden Boy, Patrick Dixera. That'd be one of the easier fights to make, so I want to get up to that level.
2: And what about you, Stevie? Yeah, I want to keep busy, keep fighting. I have back-to-back fights here now. uh, 11th of December and December 18th, so it's a busy two weeks ahead. And uh, I want to keep fighting and hopefully push by the end of next year into the top 15 world rankings. And take it from there. They'll take every five as it comes. But I, I want to just keep winning and doing it in style.
1: And Stevie, as me and Barry, Barry were alluding to, like, well, you as well, Aaron, you go in there and you blow people out of the water. Do you ever feel like after you're done, like you weren't actually satisfied? As in, like, you didn't get a fight that you were looking for. And you're almost like, I should probably fight again next week because you <laughs> actually land a glove on me.
2: <laughs> I'm always happy going there and get an outfit. Any any fight can't bide you up to hundred and fifty rounds of sparring, so I'm getting plenty of work in the gym and getting unbelievable sparring, especially when I was in America. I'm getting the experience in in the ring, sharing it with world champions. So going into the ring and fighting I just wanna, you know, go for a knockout or, you know, do it in style. And if it happens in the first round it happens, you know, I I'll take it.
0: Lads, what what's it like being like sparring partners with each other like pushing each other every day I, just, I saw you put a clip up when you were like running up the stairs up to the landing like that was really cool boss oh yeah was, was, i think that was a shot with a dr- shot with a drone it was just what's it like ha- having each other to like just go go for, and become as good as you, uh, as great as you could be because like obviously certain people don't have siblings or don't have close enough friends and obviously due to covid people would have been training by themselves but you have each other Like, I bet you, like, if you set the alarm for 6 a.m., Stevie, Aaron's setting the alarm for 5.55, you know? i say you're always trying to beat each other and everything. Eating the cereal, like, it's like, oh, you finish first.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it's great that we have each other in training and we push each other on a lot, whether it's in running or strength work and even boxing. And we always try and get the edge in each other. We're really competitive no matter what we do. And even we're very lucky over the lockdown that we could work with each other, you know, where you couldn't travel to any gym, so we were fortunate that we got to spar with each other.
0: You're literally blessed, lads. <laughs> I, I, was
1: actually, I, I was watching on Instagram you guys with the medicine ball and you were like thrown at each other. <laughs> <laughs> there was no love lost there between the two. When you're doing no. But, I, but I, I was looking at the two of you and like physically-wise, I think you're actually both in the best shape of your career. Would you agree Yeah. With that?
2: Yeah, I'm getting stronger and stronger, both of us. Even since my last fight, I feel like I'm hitting even harder. I've worked extra hard in the gym, we, we came back after the fight and we've been non-stop training since and uh, as a fighter we're getting better and better as well so it's, it's going to be exciting now next week to see both of us live in the, the same show and uh, for everyone to see what we can do.
0: Yeah, we'll be making sure to promote everything. Well that's just a couple of more questions before you let you go back to the medicine ball. Um, what, what what why do you love boxing so much? Because obviously, you like your your passion for it is un, is undeniable. Like, what, what is it about boxing that you love so much, uh, Stevie? We'll let Aaron go first.
3: Uh, just uh, I've been boxing ever since I was six, and that's what I grew up loving and watching. And my father used to box as well, and then my granda boxed. So it was boxing's in our blood. And then uh, the first day I was in the gym, I just loved it. And when I get inspired, that's, I knew that's what I wanted to do. Hit <laughs> people in the face. <laughs> I know how it feels. Years, I know how it feels. Yeah, over the years, then I knew early that I wanted to turn pro, so I turned pro when I turned eighteen, and I just want to become world champion,
0: Stevie. And you can't copy him, Stevie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, a lot, a lot of us the same, but uh, yeah, it's, it's you know we live and breathe boxing. It's all all we know. You know, it's like our our dream job and uh, we're doing it but we want to become world champions and that's in our goal ever since we're uh, you know, like eight years old. This is all we've been doing. And we have our gym here at the house, we have everything here for us. We're very blessed to have everything and uh, it's going to be you know, an exciting journey and we, we love it.
1: And Steve uh, and Aaron uh, obviously you guys train over in America under the tutelage of Freddie Roach, one of the best if not possibly the best boxing coach of all time. Obviously, he won't be able to make your guys fight, and obviously he's probably doing quite a lot of isolation, he's got underlying health problems, but how in
3: contact with Freddie are you these days? Yeah, we uh, keep in touch with Freddie over FaceTime and that, I'm doing a few interviews as well with him, and Freddie can't wait to see us again, Uh, he's really looking forward to having us back, yeah, we we love Freddie, so he's a great trainer, and he's learning us so much, and in a few years' time, it's going to show through how good we're going to get with Freddie in the corner.
0: Yeah, Stevie Stevie said to us, next time we're going to have to get Freddie on the show as well. That would be unbelievable, Ross, wouldn't
2: it? Yeah, yeah it, it would. That's we'll him on sometime. That, that's just a,
0: another question, right? What uh, – this is a question for both of you, so this time Stevie can go first. Stevie, what is it about Aaron that makes him so good? And then, obviously, Aaron, what is it about Stevie that makes him so good? So, Stevie.
2: Um. I think he's a very smart fighter in there, you know, he's he's very tricky, you know, he's he can fight on the inside and he can box long and he's he's a hard puncher as well. So overall he's you know, a great fighter. So he's, even sparring with him he, he's very uh, tough to figure out. He's always switching things up and he's constantly making you think, but overall he's like a world class fighter. Aaron Uh
3: yeah, Steven's uh a real good fighter. He's got that great attitude in the ring. He always has that intent to hurt you so you can't switch off at any moment. And he's a real good rangy fighter. He's also a real good boxer. You just haven't got to see it yet because he's took everything out so quick. <laughs> That's
1: true. Uh, Baz, one thing I, I was just sitting here and I was thinking, how much does Aaron look like a young Johnny Sexton? She does, she does. People seen, yeah,
2: we've heard that one a lot of times.
1: <laughs> and then, lads, a very important question now. This is very serious, right? Very Which serious. one of you guys is better friends with Kendrick Lamar?
2: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, both of us are good friends on me. I see he's uh, he's uh, doing a concert in Dublin next year, so hopefully you might see him at that. You know, yeah, who knows?
1: Maybe you'll do a bit of shadow box on stage
0: for.
2: Yeah, we might get on the stage with them. A bit sparring, you
0: <laughs> don't know. Yeah. That's, that's great. And that's l- just for you, let you let you go back to things. Who is going to end up getting the the other one a better Christmas present?
2: I don't know. Uh, probably inspiring you. know. <laughs> get, I get a punch? That's all we will give each other for Christmas. <laughs>
1: yeah, it. Will it be sparring on Christmas Day?
2: Now, after our fights, we'll we'll take a week or two off. You know, from boxing, we'll keep running, keep our strength work up. But uh, after fights, uh, we'll take a week or two off from just boxing and concentrating our fitness and our strength work. And then, in the new year, get straight back into it, straight back into the training.
1: So, well, guys, this weekend on this channel, Friday, five, this Friday, channel 5. this Friday, this Friday, Channel Five. Do you know the time you guys will be on at? Um, not too oh, sure. Or closer to the date. Yeah, we'll, we'll look look. on Thursday.
2: Yeah, we'll on Thursday.
1: We'll
3: post updates as well on the times
1: and everything. Graham, we'll make sure to share all that and let everyone know when to watch the yeah. boys. Uh, I have Channel Five, so Baz, you can call over and watch the boys absolutely unload. And <laughs> one, one final question before you go: Who's going to get their opponent out of the ring faster on Friday?
2: I I don't know. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Hopefully, we both get them out.
3: As quick as we can.
2: But uh, we'll see It's all in the night. Anything can happen, so we'll see. That's brilliant.
0: Lads, thanks a million for coming on. Stevie, you're a veteran veteran on the show now. Aaron, welcome to the team. Uh, If you enjoyed the show, lads, make sure to like, share, subscribe. And as always... Stay energised. So, Ross, the McKenna brothers, what do you think?
1: Two lovely fellas. I do think it's mad. They don't know who they're fighting uh, this weekend already, but... That doesn't seem to faze them, and I'm sure whoever it is, they're just gonna go in there and smash them one way or the other. So that just seems to be like their thing. So yeah. they're on a sort of steady rise. So uh, I don't know. I'm just happy to be along the the ride. For to be honest,
0: yeah, because I feel like they're sort of you'd you'd almost say unknown because obviously like Dublin is such a bubble, and they're up in Monaghan, and then they're also in LA. So like. I don't think like a lot of like yeah. people that follow us would, would have really know them, but like it's good the way if they come on our platform, people will be more aware. Which is cool.
1: Yeah, hundred percent supporting the Irish, and then on top of that, I do feel like in two or three fights at a time, you know, people then start to very much so take notice of them when they start competing for those European titles or even if it's UK titles. Um, one thing I always do think about them is because they are off often late, they're a bit off off the scene. Yeah, but at the end also of the day, time time difference as well time difference is massive but that talent will eventually shine through, and those guys are in there and they go in for the kill every single yeah. time and that find the side is what people love to see
0: yeah and like I, I, I didn't mention it but I was like I, I, I was planning on asking them and then I forgot but uh, I like the way they, the Irish boxing scene, the way like um, Tiernan is training with them and then like mm-hmm. Dylan Warren's training with them and it's just uh, they're all helping each other rise you know yeah Orange, sharpens orange.
1: Orange. Yeah, but I think they, they don't need to fight each other in their career, so they might as well help each other train. And yeah, they can learn new techniques and new training methods off each other. So, I like it.
0: It'd be funny if they neither of them, got opponents, and then they had to fight each other.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I somehow doubt seeing that happening. Yeah, I know. Um, I know. But clearly, <laughs> this weekend has a massive fight. It's got one of the, the big, I'm going to call it the big two heavyweights now. It's got AJ. It's got the other side of uh the Tyson Fury spin on it. Uh Auntie Joshua's fighting Pulev this weekend. Welcome. Are you excited for it?
0: To be honest, not really. And I'll tell you why. Because everyone knows what we want to see. Joshua versus Tyson Fury. Everyone knows. And now I know this is a mandatory challenge, but like I was even watching Sky Sports Boxing. I had like um Tyson Fury's dad there. They're all discussing like who would win Fury or Joshua. Like, that's the fight we want to see. So, like, yeah. I'm sort of like, Joshua, get this done and then get that fight done next year. Because, like, I feel like next year is going to be massive, not only for, like, it's just going to be massive. Like, so many people are just going to be, are going, they're they're not sitting around now. They're The board is sitting around. This year has been very, very paused. And uh, next year, it's like, I want to do this. I want to do this. So, I think even ourselves, we're growing, like, very, very fast. And... It's getting bigger, and then we're getting more excited now because now we're just really, really, really focused on the the combat scene. Like, I, I, I think I think now that we we've sort of solidified exactly what we're doing. Obviously, on the Instagram, we're pushing the rugby and the football. But like, I think now that we're like right, we're solely focused on the MMA and the boxing. It's like it's it has re-energized me, you know. And then we're getting these great guests on, and it's just like mm. we know the path for next year. And also, I forgot to mention Ross. We're doing a massive competition. I think it's next week for 200 euro cash, boxing gloves, cash. pads, energised hoodie, energized T-shirt, wraps. I think that's it, isn't it? Yeah, I
1: think I think, I think so. well, I think that's more than enough. But yeah, yeah, more
0: than enough. Uh, yeah, I'm not forgetting anything. But uh, that competition is going to be out next week. We're just getting like we have all the stuff sorted. We just need. I'm to sort get of
1: the- one with those energised hoodies now that I've seen them. Now I know the people. Are- who are listening to this now? Haven't seen. Yeah, when I saw them, I was like, oh "That hoodie's actually sort of cool, isn't it?"
0: Yeah, it's going to be. It, ne- I think next year is just going to be massive for us as well. Like you know, it's it's. I can't. Absolutely. I can't wait. I can't wait. And you know, one thing that I do think is that with UFC,
1: Bellator, Eddie Hearn pushing the box and Frank Warren pushing his box, and I feel that you have to bring your A game now. You yep. can't bring sub subpar content or subpar fights because someone else put on a better fight somewhere else. That's and the thing, Ross, isn't it?
0: You're competing for eyes. Ross, that's the thing. The way the UFC was was competing with uh, the Mike Tyson fight, mm. like, there's other options that night. For instance, like, I'll, I'll just let you know this week before, like, obviously we're going to get into everything this week, but, like, uh, on Saturday, the boxing's on, UFC 256 is on. Like, on the Thursday, Bellator is on, and the Cage Warriors is on as well. Like, they're going to be competing.
1: I know. It's uh, actually crazy. Um... I'm looking forward to it. I think it's a weekend filled with sports to watch, and yeah. I love when there's big fights on. And uh, yeah, I know Joshua is fighting Pulev. It's not the fight we're looking for, but it's I, find, I feel like it's the final chess piece that needs to be played before we get Tyson Fury, especially considering Gillian White lost. Therefore, like his mandatory is like pushed way back because he actually going to do uh, a rematch with Povetkin, and yeah. this is like the final piece of the puzzle, the final piece of the jigsaw until we get the biggest heavyweight boxing fight,
0: potentially of all time,
1: if not definitely for the last decade.
0: Yeah. So we're both saying that Joshua will win. Well, hopefully. like Remember last time we were like, he'll batter Andy Ruiz and then it was just like, what? (laughs) Who knows what happens in heavyweight boxing? I
1: think Joshua's already training for Tyson Fury, so I think he'll be in the best shape of his career and we'll probably see the best Anthony Joshua we've ever seen come Friday night this Saturday yeah that's this Saturday also there's so much less distractions I feel like for boxers COVID has actually been almost a handy thing like all you get doing is focus on training like there is no going out and partying and socialising and, and like you're not going to these mad dinners that you're invited to or wherever else you know I mean all you're doing is putting the head down and trying to be the best version of yourself you can be which I think a lot of people who aren't professional boxers are doing as well like we're trying to do something similar ourselves in our own lives so, Yeah. I think Anthony Joshua will, will come out and be on fire this weekend, I'm
0: sure. I'm hoping for a knockout. But uh, also a shout-out to Billy Joe Saunders, who won over the weekend as well. <clears throat> but, yeah. Ross, we were talking about it with the lads, but we we should get a bit more into depth about this, right? There's videos going everywhere about Jake Paul calling out Conor McGregor, okay? um. For people that don't know, we obviously talked about it earlier. Jake Paul massive on YouTube. His brother Logan Paul massive on YouTube. Logan Paul fought KSI twice. Jake Paul now he's after beating Nate Robinson there last week, and he was on ESPN uh, ESPN MMA, and yeah. he was he was saying that he's twenty three. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You watched it. Yeah, it was a great interview. To be honest, um, he he wants to. Like, he says he believes he'll fight Conor McGregor at some stage. His team are in talks with Conor McGregor's team. Jake Paul is saying he's one of the biggest draws in boxing right now, and I, that can't really be argued, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, Ross, Jake Paul, he wants to fight Conor McGregor. Where where do you sort of see this going? Because like he is, he's looking decent. Obviously, I don't believe Conor McGregor he's going to fight him next. Obviously, but mm-hmm. there was a possibility he was going to fight KSI. Now Dylan Danis is there. What do you think is the right chess move to make? Because If he fights KSI, people will sort of look at him again being like, oh, he's just doing the YouTube thing. But if he fights Dylan Danis, he's actually fighting proper uh, mixed martial arts or combat athletes.
1: Well, I think if his end goal is to fight Conor McGregor, I think one way of doing that is by fighting Dylan Danis, beating his teammate. And I think that's definitely a great way because Conor McGregor's eyes will be on that fight. So therefore, if Conor McGregor is watching, there's no better time to call him out. And you know, Conor McGregor, he, he likes when people call him out and like he likes to respond to it. So uh, I think that fight will eventually happen Jake Paul versus Conor McGregor. But I think it will do. happen on Conor McGregor's terms um, when it suits him best. But like it's a massive day, payday for Conor. You know what I mean? Like he, he sees that. And sure, McGregor could fight in January and then fight Jake Paul in February. You know what I mean? Like I'm not saying it will happen that soon, but I'm saying. McGregor can show up any night of the week and beat Jake Paul, in my opinion. He's yeah. far too talented a striker. So, I just think, he why not take a massive payday and fight Jake Paul? I think the only thing about it is it won't be one month that and the next month back because they'll want to build it up for about three or four months.
0: Yeah, it's just so strange, the entertainment scene. And that's why I love covering mixed martial arts and boxing, just combat sports in general because all this it's so interesting to look at and discuss, you know? It's almost like the build-up is the best part about all fights because after it happens, it's, you know what I mean? It's, like, ready. Oh, it's, it's just so crazy. I, I think, yeah, I agree. I think that, like, you should fight Dylan Danis first because, like, Dylan Danis is just constantly chirping. Mm-hmm. And, like, it'd, be, it'd just be interesting to see him fight Jay Paul because even Eric Helwani was saying that, like, he thinks Jay Paul will beat him. Mm. so if that doesn't spark a fire under Dylan ass nothing really will will it?
1: I don't think so and uh, I feel like Dylan Danis is such a troll and all he's doing is nothing all the time <laughs> I'd actually like to see him fight he's had what like two MMA um, fights and yeah. he talks as if he's like already the world champion so yeah I want to see him actually compete
0: they're both J-Paul and Dylan Dennis, they're both sort of alike the way they uh, portray themselves you know so it'd mm. it, it, like it, It'd be very, 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 very interesting. You wonder, like, who would be on that card. Everything about it is very intriguing. And it's just excitement. And it's entertainment at the end of the day, Ross, isn't it? This is, like, what we want to see. It's definitely entertaining one way or the other. We just want to be entertained. The people just want to be entertained. People that are watching this now, if you're enjoying this, make sure to like and subscribe because we're here every week, Ross. But, uh, yeah, we just have to talk about that because Jake Paul versus Conor McGregor. If the money makes sense and it seems like a will, then... Where there's a will, there's a way. Where there's a will, there is a way, Ross. Right, is there anything else you want to talk about in the, in the world of boxing before we get into mixed martial arts?
1: No, I, I think that's I think that's it. I think we're onto UFC. I think we'll probably kick off with last night's UFC card. This is Sunday. I know normally we're recording on Monday, but today we're recording on Sunday. It suited the the McKenna Bros better, so here we are, um, bringing you all our best content. But last night we saw. Marvin Vittori win a unanimous decision over our mate Jack Hermanson. Baz, this was a great performance by Vittori. He really got in there and he showed an aggressive style, dropped Hermanson at one stage. Uh, I scored it actually three rounds to two to Vittori. Uh, I think majority of people actually scored it four rounds to one. But look, there was no controversy here over the decision. Vittori's won and he's probably stupid claim as top five middleweight in the UFC.
0: Yeah, I know. Did you, Did see, you at, he... see after he called out Paulo Costa as well?
1: Yeah, I don't think Marvin Vittori is afraid of anyone. And I also do think
0: he gave
1: Abasanya the best fight of anyone so far in the UFC. So, who knows? Maybe he's one win away from a title shot, which is maddening to think considering if last week he was fighting, I think, Jacare Souza. This week. You know what I mean? So, yeah, fair play to him.
0: Yeah, that's just the crazy thing. If you don't take these chances, as Dean Barry said last week, he was like, if you don't take these chances, they...
1: They surpass
0: you. Yeah. Oh, man, it's just such a crazy thing. And look, also
1: very, very impressive because he was supposed to fight Jack Ray in a three-round fight, and he went out there and went five rounds against um, Jack Hermanson in the top five. UFC middleweight. I oh, was very impressed by it, to be honest.
0: Ross, well, so like, I think we both agreed that we thought Jack Manson would give Adesanya like, a, a tough night. Mm, just, definitely. Just, just how good he is at getting people down and stuff. But... Uh, but
1: that, like a little ball in there. Yeah, that's the that's thing. The, that's the thing. He's a totally different physique. He's a totally different fighting style to it. But this card was riddled with COVID um, yeah. from start to finish. But uh, we have to give a, a special shout-out to... Is it Dolov? Was that, was that his name?
0: Roman Doladze.
1: Yeah, Roman Doladze. I must say, I'm really enjoying watching these uh, Georgian fighters uh, fight recently. Very impressive. But uh, we shared it on our Instagram story. Him asking his coach halfway through the fight, will you submit him? I just thought it was very funny. I was, I was very entertained by it. He's did you, to one to watch out for.
0: Did you see the fight between Jordan... Le versus Matt Wyman.
1: Oh yeah, he's called the Monkey something. That slam,
0: right? Do you want to do you want to explain what happened? So
1: Jordan had, or what's called, had Wyman like over his shoulder, and he sort of no 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 got, it was it was he was like wrapped around. Well, he was wrapped around, but he was like over over the shoulder here, and he Wyman Wyman I think was going for a guillotine, uh, on him, and he sort of walked him over a bit towards the uh cage and then just went kadoosh and slammed him and next thing you know, Wyman's out cold. But when he actually slammed him, he sort of forearmed him into the ground as well. And it was in the first round, wasn't it? It was yeah. like quite early on in the fight. I think it was the first thirty seconds or something. Twenty two seconds. Yeah, so like there you go. It was an incredible feat. It was quite a bizarre knockout, but he got fifty grand for his uh for his performance of the night bonus. It was very interesting. He's undefeated as well, that guy.
0: That's another the lightweight division. Ross, have you ever seen a finish like that?
1: Well, I have definitely seen finishes like that. like But not that early on in the fight. And not that... It was like such a strategic slam as well. You know, yeah. Sort of carried him over and then went, and slammed him. It was very impressive. It was very impressive.
0: But uh, is there anything else in that courage you wanted to say before we move into this weekend Um, be 2.56? Yeah,
1: I also thought Jamal Hill was very good uh, against Oven St. Peru. So, shout out to him. He looks like someone who's going to have to be looked at in the 205-pound division. And you know They need that.
0: Oven St. Peru is sort of, I don't know, he seems to be
1: sort of fading out, doesn't he? Yeah, he's he's always one of those people who you think is, you know, he's sort of done or whatever and then he comes out with a big win. Uh, Obviously, he's got that OSP von Flutrope as well that he can always pull out the bag at times. He also missed weight on this occasion, so yeah, bad in his behalf.
0: That's true. Well then, Ross, this weekend is UFC 256. It's been headlined by Devon Figueiredo taking on Brandon Moreno in for the Flyweight title. These two lads fought at UFC 255, so it was a fast turnaround for both men. Uh, Devon Figueiredo is an absolute, what's he? Soldier of God as well, or the War Machine, something like
1: that. I think it's like Hands of Stone. You no. Know? I, th- I think it's something like s- something of God or well, well, I'll look them up there now. But um, yeah, this is actually the fastest turnaround ever for a fighter or a champion and a contender to fight for a UFC belt. And like you said, Basmo, these chances come around. Uh, God of War, that's what he's called. God of War. These four. Yeah. These are fire- so basically basically both
0: nicknames. I said just added <laughs> together. <like>.
1: Yeah. <laughs> these these um opportunities come around once in a blue moon and sometimes you just have to jump at them and both these guys jumped at them. Especially if you look at someone like uh, Devson Figueiredo, you know, he grew up in the slums of Brazil and for him to, uh, well, actually, I wouldn't even call it slums, it was like the back arse of nowhere slums. And yeah. if you think about it, he made a big payday in his last fight and they were like, how would you like to make that exact same payday again a month later? Obviously he's going to go, yeah, thanks, no bother. Yeah,
0: Although he does, you see the thing is, it's, I know it's a fast turnaround, and we like to see that, and that's great. And all, like, especially for notoriety and people talking about you more, like for instance, look at Kazmat, uh, Chima. Mm. But um, well, Devson Devon doesn't make the weight very easily. So, and then we've seen with Tony Ferguson before; he like cut down to make weight when he was fighting against Gaethje, and then that like seriously depleted him. Do you think this this is actually a really good idea, or what are you sort of thinking about that?
1: The way I look at it is, I actually think Figueiredo finds it very hard to make weight when he has prolonged periods of time in between his fights. I feel like because he made the weight, and then he, he he basically accepted the next fight on the night. He didn't go off and have, you know, well, I hope he didn't go off and have like two pizzas that night and then be like, grab. He knew <laughs> Two, he was, two like, pizzas? Yeah, he knew he was like straight back on it. He knew he was straight back going into training camp as well. So, at least... It, if, it, if he didn't know about the fight for another two weeks, he might have ate like a pig for a week or two afterwards. I'm sure a lot of fighters do. But well, he knew as soon as he left that octagon that he was probably going to fight again next month. Tony Ferguson, on the other hand, his fight was cancelled and he chose to make the way. I think that's why people criticise
0: him for that. So, Ross, who are you going for? A, are you going for an and still or and new? Or a draw? I actually am going for
1: and still. I just look at him and just think he's. An absolute monster to be honest. Years, isn't he? I look at someone like Brandon Moreno and look he, he's lost five times. He's lost to uh, Pantoja and, and They're strikers. Um Figueredo is a striker, so I could definitely see Figueroa getting knocked out in this. Moreno's never been finished, but has he ever fought someone as power, powerful as Devison Figuredo? I don't think so. So that's my pick. This is
0: going to be such a random show, but do you know him Family Guy that like that crazy monkey? Yeah, yeah. If Figueroa figure out, just reminds me of him. He's just like a crazy monkey, like he is. He's 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 a tornado. He's Tasmanian devil. This guy is. He is. He's like Vitor Belfort I remember he is. He's, he's making. There and, he's making the flyweight division way more popular than uh, Henry Cejudo did as well, which is yeah. Johnson. Yeah, but the thing is about Demetrius. I think I think like Henry brought it up a bit more. But Figueroa was made a, but, but the of... The funny thing is, is, I was
1: listening to Daniel Cormier and Errol Hawane talk about it, and they were like, yeah, but like these finishes he's doing. And I was like, yeah, but Mighty Mouse was doing like outrageous finishes as well. You know, I know. like, takedowns with, like, armbar transitions in mid-air, and, you know, he, like, he finished Henry Tito with knees. I think he was actually too nice, as opposed to eight. was almost a bit of a bad boy. Um, but I think people like that.
0: Yeah. Uh, Ross, then the co-main event: Tony Ferguson taking on Charles Oliveira in the lightweight division. Charles Oliveira has been on a tear recently. Tony Ferguson's coming in after that loss to Justin Gaethje. What are you sort of expecting here? And do you think if Tony Ferguson wins, he has an opportunity to fight for the lightweight title next year? For me, I actually think there
1: could be an upset in the cards here. I really Why is that? Like, I really like the role that Charles Oliveira is on at the moment, and I feel like. Tony Ferguson takes some massive risks in his fighting style. I think against Charles Oliveira, I don't think he can take those risks. You know what I mean? Like, at certain stages, um, Kevin Lee had Tony Ferguson's back in their fight. I think if you give your back to Charles Oliveira, you might not get it back. Um, he He's, I think, the most submissions in UFC history, which... You know, says a lot. I know um, Tony Ferguson's a black belt under Eddie Bravo, and like that's incredible as well. Edgy, Bravo But, but he, he does do a lot of risks. Um if I had to pick a winner, I'm gonna pick Charles Oliveira on this time. I don't know where Tony Ferguson's at, uh, and he also I wasn't impressed during the Gagey fight. He didn't really have the ability to change it up when it wasn't going his way. So I f- I feel like Charles Oliveira is on the open up. And up. And who knows whether Tony Ferguson has it in him to go to war like that again?
0: Also, Dev said this fight isn't five rounds. Uh, yeah, I Tony Ferguson, like in the Gagey fight, he just seemed like he wasn't going to change the way he was fighting. Mm. And, like I believe there is a plan B and plan C within him, but I think mm. he was like, no, I'm, I'm going. Yeah, I'm not, I, think thought,
1: I think he thought Justin Gaethje's build was going to break. And yeah, he never did.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Tony Ferguson. This one, Ross, Just, uh, I think he's bigger. I, t- I think he's just better on the feet. It's, it's going to be very interesting. If it hits the deck, let's see what happens. But uh, I'm going to go with Tony Ferguson on this. Uh, Ross, Kevin Holland is also on this card, taking on Jack Ray Sousa. Kevin Holland was actually meant to fight just there yesterday, and now he's moved to this card. Huge opportunity for Kevin Holland.
1: Yeah, massive uh, opportunity from you know getting to fight a, a perennial contender uh, in the UFC middleweight division. Look, I actually think this is going to be potentially a harder fight for him than the Hermanson fight cause I do. Why is that? Like, I felt like Hermanson would have actually kept him on the feet, kept him on the feet for a while. He would have exchanged. I feel like Jackeray is going to want to take him down straight away yeah. and try try and submit him. Uh, he is one of the best Jiu-Jitsu black belts of all time, although. Then again, you know, in the last sort of 10 fights, Jack Ray's fallen in love with his hands. He's, he's, he's felled to one or two knockouts, and, and he loves that. But I think Jack Ray, if I were Jack Ray, I'd do what got me to the dance. Um, I'd have Ke- Kevin Holland on the ground for, as soon as I could. Um, I'd try and wrap up some sort of submission. I don't think Kevin Holland can match him on the ground, and he's already lost twice by submission. And if lost by submission, going in to fight Jack Ray Souza, I think that's a weakness that's going to be shown. So you're going for? I'm gonna go Array by submission. I'd love to see Kevin Holland win, but I'm gonna go Array by submission.
0: I, I think I, there's something about Kevin Holland. He's uh, very, very interesting. Like, like he's not even in. Is he even ranked? Doesn't even have a rank here from. But, but I like don't think so. But he is very, very like. He is most most watch TV. Came off the contender series, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, the thing is, right? He could potentially fight Vittori next if he wins. Um mm-hmm. another thing is Joel Romero's after leaving the UFC as well, Ross. Um yeah. what are your thoughts on that?
1: Well it's opened up a ranking spot. Look, Yoel Romero's what forty two or something now? Now all time one of the best bods in UFC it's still to this day, like the fella's an absolute freaking age. But he also got that massive pace element from the tainted supplements. I think he got twenty seven million dollars or something at the time. So at the end of the day, like, yo, Romero didn't need the bunny. I'm sure He's probably, he comes across sometimes as not the easiest character to deal with. And he's already lost to Adesanya. So they probably just went, you know what? We can let him go. So apparently there's going to be a few more to be let go. Uh, Obviously with COVID as well. You know, I mean, I didn't see him fight over the COVID. I didn't see him have any fights lined up. Maybe he was refusing to fight during this time. And you see, we're just like, you know what? We'll let you go.
0: Yeah, Dana said he's going to be cutting uh, like a lot more fighters. So that's, let's watch this space mm. but uh, Ross Yolo Romero what a career in the UFC but what is your favourite moment from your Romero's career uh, putting you on the spot now but probably Stillgate would definitely be <laughs> uh,
1: but if I had to pick something it probably the knockout of Chris Weidman. that knee was just like
0: oh my god <laughs> it,
1: it, it was reminiscent of like a, an Engano versus Overeem it was just like, it was like and that's all she wrote you know oh. I mean, you're like shoveling the carcass up off the canvas. You were, oh my god,
0: oh, shoveling the carcass. Uh oh, my favorite moment, Ross. Thanks for asking, Get me back further. But uh, is when he tells Michael Bisping he loves him. <laughs> I love you, Mike. But yeah, well, well, he said it weirdly, though, didn't he? He was like, Yeah, yeah. I'll see you soon, boy. I, I love would- you, I love you, but uh. Russ, also on this card, Junior Dos Santos is taking on Cyril Gaïn. Cyril Gaïn is a rising star for France. Junior Dos Santos. Like, Junior, this is good. This was meant to be, This was booked a while ago, wasn't it, for a different card? And now I it's on it this one.
1: Me- I think it was meant to be a main event as well. You know that.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Junior De Santos. See, Junior Santos right, he's sort of like any time you ever chalk, chalk, him out. You know when he comes back. Like I remember when he beat Derek Lewis and um, when he beat Tai Tuivasa, I was like, oh, I think they're gonna knock him out with his chin's gone. And then next thing you know, there he is. He's boxing and so good. Yeah. So this is the. And is dancing. Career. And is dancing. But this is a great lit- litmus test for uh, Cyril Gain. I'm going to pick Cyril Gain to win by knockout. I think. Hey, yeah. Junior Santos has uh, had his time and he's lost his last three to Blades, Rosenstrike, and Engani. Like, there's some scary men he And I think Cyril Gain is going to be the fourth scariest man on the list to potentially end Junior Santos's career. Jesus, when you say it that way it sounds really harsh yeah it
0: does i think we've said before like junior de santos is like he's been hit so many times in the head that like we don't know if he should keep going so like i mean imagine another knockout like he's he, like it's just gonna sound really bad and whoever's listening I don't, like i don't mean any offense but like if anyone is going to get ct it's going to be junior de santos so. If, yeah, especially
1: the, I think ever since he lost to Kane the second time, I think people were asking for him to hang them up. It's been like yeah. no more, no more.
0: Yeah. But uh Ross, like uh, some other fights on this, on the undercards are uh must watch as well. Like Cubs Watson's fighting, Kenzie Durham's fighting, um Tisha Torres is fighting Angela Hill as well. And then also in the early prelims, who do we have here? Armate Billy Quarantillo's fighting. And then there's someone else here, uh, Lee Jing, uh, Jing Liang as well. And then Chase Hooper, Ross Ben Askren's son,
1: yeah, the curtain jerker for the entire evening. Uh, look, he he was, I think, fought Alex Casares in his last fight, wasn't it? And he was outrageously outclassed in the feet. So hopefully, he's been working on his striking. Uh, I think he's got the fame then, decided he was a a comedy act. So, uh, you know, I meant to actually say Dean Barry and him fought in the same. Hard and tight
0: in FC. Did yeah. they? is a random fact for you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's cool. Uh, yeah. So that's Saturday night. Like I can't wait to check that out. Uh, Ross, also on Thursday. Uh, it's Bellator. it's yeah. Bellator two fifty four. It's been headlined by Alima Lay McFarland taking on Juliana Velasquez. Uh, Alima Lay McFarland is eleven 0 and Juliana Velasquez is ten and zero. Um. What are you expecting from
1: this one? But I'm oh, sorry, Jade was uh, locked locked out the door there. Um, I expect Elena McFarland to still. Yeah, same here. Jade.
0: Yeah. So then, like, Magamed Magomedov is on this card as well. Ross, sixteen and one. He's actually got a big reputation. And um, like, I remember Josh Thompson was saying that he's like he was over the moon that Magamed Magomedov signed with the UFC. I uh, <laughs> signed with Belter. Yeah, you you really
1: does, and a name like that, you can never forget them because it's the same name twice.
0: Mega man, mega
1: Yeah, but look, the Russians, uh, the Dagestani Russians, are looking as scary as ever, and I'm very interested to see where they where they go. It's like them, the Georgian fighters at the moment. I think are looking very very scary these days. Yeah. Anyone with that beard, that Dagestani beard, you're just like, I think he'll be good.
0: Yeah. Then, Ross, obviously, before we wrap things up, Cage Warriors trilogy is back this week. It's on Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday night. It's taking place in York Hall in London. Um, Just looking at this card on Thursday night, it's being headlined by Luke Shanks versus versus Jack Hadley for the Flyway title. Um, That should be a good scrap. That should be a good scrap. Yeah, then on Friday night, it's being headlined by frederick versus richardson frederick for the middleweight title yeah frederick defeated james webb from team kf uh frederick he fights out of sorry what's the birmingham renegade, renegade. <laughs> team renegade yeah uh let's see and then saturday night is the biggest night of them all to be honest with us, like it's b- well, the b- biggest night for us anyway well like i think well they it each night is building mm. up towards this Saturday yeah. because it's it's right before uc 256, so a lot of eyes will be on this as well. Uh, and will be pe- shown on YouTube. Uh, maybe the pro prelims. I'm not 100 percent mm. sure right now, but it's been sh- the main event. The main card has been shown on uc Fight Pass. Uh, it's been headlined by Morgan Charrier versus Perry Goodwin for the featherweight title. Also, Argo made in, and uh, argomate Paul Hughes is fighting. He's taking on Jordan. It's a tender fight. But a number one contender fight in the featherweight division, which is huge. Ian Gary's taking on Lawrence Tracy in the welterweight, and uh, John McCallum's fighting Kieran Lister in the lightweight. Uh, let's see, uh, Will Curry as well. He's one to watch yeah. out for in the middleweight division. Uh, Ross, like. That, that, what do you, you think about that, card, man? This, this is a huge night for Ian. Huge night for Paul. Huge night for Joe. Yeah, I, I'm very much looking forward to Saturday
1: night and especially uh, Will Curry as well. I think is someone who's going to be uh, a, a big, um, big name in years to come, especially he's actually an avid chess player. and I mean, like the actual game of chess, that just makes me think like he's very intelligent and like he will take his opponents apart piece by piece. So I'm very interested to see those guys fight.
0: Yeah, also Clarm Wars meant to be on today, but it's after being rescheduled for next week due to some problems with the hotel and the location. Yeah, so if it is
1: rescheduled, then it does go ahead. Uh, I felt very bad for the fighters because I got told but like 12, or 14
0: hours notice. Yeah, then, they had, Yeah. They, had, like, they all weighed in, made weight and everything, man. Crazy. Yeah.
1: So uh, I'll be interested to see what that is. I wonder will there be any uh, leeway given to the fighters that you know they can weigh five pounds heavier or something along those lines. I feel like something like that should should happen for them. Um, but we'll, we'll make sure if it is happening we will make sure to shout them out when it does go down is it next Sunday then?
0: Yeah Grant Yeah but, uh, but just, then, just a, just no, a couple guys, of more just a couple of more things where we wrap things up Ross, Right. Yeah. Uh, next week Canelo's going to be fighting Smith uh, Edwards was meant to be fighting Shemaya that fight, fight's after falling off as well Ross mm. so we'll see what the story is there but for the people that are here right now there is a hu- we are running a huge competition next week. Like We Ross want to give back to the people that tune in for the stuff. and We're going to be announcing the winner on our YouTube channel and stuff. So just make sure to subscribe. But Ross, before we wrap things up, I want you to tell a story about a photograph.
1: Look at this photograph. Um, so <coughs> uh, Barry actually said he rang me on was it Saturday morning. Right. Saturday morning. We were like half eight in the morning. Barry Basman. Well, i get up at seven so no i waited till 10. okay anyway he rang me i missed the call so i rang him back and he goes oh will you do me a favor he goes if you're around will you pick up a photo a, fo- a photo i got a photo framed uh, of my ma what's called for her birthday he goes Can pick up a photo in this shop and she's like and then he told me where it was." i think it was mark nixon's his name of the place in front yeah so i was like yeah yeah no bother and he goes right well make sure you do it today because I think they're closed on Sunday and Monday. And I was like, that's, that's fine, Brandon, I'll do it. So then I, I arranged to go pick up the photo or whatever. And um, I'll ring Baz, let him know I'm on the way. I go, I'm going to get that. And then I'll leave my mask for me because uh, my Ma's house is like in between my house and Baz's house. And um, Barry has free reign there anyway. Yeah, he can come and go as he pleases. So uh, I got to the shop, right? And your mom was on the phone as I got to the shop. Yeah, I'll reenact him. He was there, right? And yeah, he actually actually let me in. Yeah,
0: that was me on the phone.
1: Yeah, I, I know, yeah, man. I thought, right. Am I telling
0: the story? You telling the story?
1: Right. right. So then I, I get off. What's it called? I'm actually getting a bit impatient Baz. surprise, surprise, right? Because I can see him on the phone, and I'm like, should not let me in though. No. <laughs> freezing outside,
2: right? <laughs> yeah, it is freezing outside, isn't it? Yeah, it's so yeah. so
1: cold. Yeah, Mine it's Ridiculous. And then. Uh he lets me in whatever and he, he's a real nice. So I was a bit like oh fuck, he's actually really nice, so I can't be annoyed at him for leaving me out in the cold, right? <laughs> and then he goes I go, i have to pick something up for Barry Moore. I think it's a, I actually go I think it's a frame picture of his mom. <laughs> <laughs> and your mom's there laughing, right? And then he hands me the frame and he goes he goes Oh he goes, you should probably check it before you go, just make sure it's all right. And it was like uh, I was sort of going, All right. Well, what, what, what way did he hand it to you? In, in a bag. Was in a bag. yeah, it was some of his back, and then I, I was like, Check it. I was like, I, like oh, I don't know whether it's gonna be right or wrong. I mean, you would. And I looked at it, and then it was this actually like gorgeous photo of uh me, Jade, and Theo at Theo's first birthday, and it was actually such a lovely uh frame as well. So uh, I put it up on the old Instagram story there yesterday. So if any of you guys follow me on my personal page, you probably would have seen it. Uh, but it was actually just a really lovely, touching gift. And then I actually got in back in the car and I actually rang Jade straight away. And like Jade was like, that's actually incredible. It's so nice. And then I rang Baz to, go to him because he's always doing nice things for people. He's a bit of a gent like that. Uh, there's been a few lads who have uh, received football jerseys over the last month uh, that Baz sent out from just to add a bit of Christmas cheer in their life. Well, it wasn't even about Christmas. That's what no, Baz, Baz is. So, lovely fella. And then shout out to Roth Darmley who got engaged uh, over. I'm going to say the course of the week after that are from Lloyd He Yeah. So he, he listens to this podcast from the most obscure place out of anyone who listens to the show from the Turks and Caicos. I think they have a population of 40,000 people.
0: Yeah. Shout out to Johnny McGuire as well, who's a big fan of the show. But, uh, yeah, so like, we are doing, like, just just adding on to that. We're going to be doing a massive competition, giving away loads of stuff for people who want to even do, for like, the, the boxing stuff, the money like even if you don't aren't a fighter but you enjoy just like hitting pads and stuff this mm. stuff is brand new it's adidas it's, yeah. do, it's with fight store uh voice mm. media voice store media yeah so it's yeah. going to be unbelievable we can't wait to do it it's, it's it's just it makes you feel so good to do like to do the show and then to actually be able to give something back as well is just uh yeah, but also you,
1: you could enter between one part of the prize and then give
0: the other prize as a present some you know yeah. I mean? and the money as well man yeah. jeez yeah. We're rolling in it. We're rolling in it. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, so, Ross, anything else to say?
1: No, just if you are watching this far, make sure to like, share, subscribe. And, as always, stay energised.